when I was standing at the top of the stairs um, after we'd been evicted, and um, I was standing at the top of the stairs of this house we were supposed to stay at, and he hit me, and I fell down the stairs and couldn't see and realized that this was just out of my control. This was never going to work. I thought I was going to die. I couldn't see. I was hit, punched straight in the face, and you see it all the time on TV. It's not like that in real life, and wow. he was strong. So yeah, it was it was really scary. Knowing when to break through the boundaries of average to question the unquestionable is the sign of greatness. It's those moments when you get to the absurd stage that things truly get interesting. Now the world is in need of a new generation of leaders, leaders who have the courage to break through the boundaries and question everything around them. Well, society is yearning for bold and enthusiastic women and men to provide the necessary leadership that will be required for the next leap forward. The journey to get to the brink can be unpredictable, but knowing you're at the brink, pure genius, my friends. Today, we are on the brink of greatness. If your goal out there is to help one person at a time, there's something to that story because not everybody can say it quite that way. Like, it really matters, and so I want to do it right, and every life matters, and I'm going to do it one person at a time. Think about that in our lives. I think all far too often we get caught in the big picture of life, and we lose the details. We, we often lose what's most important, in fact. And we really, we got to sometimes have a dose of reality. It's a moment of truth. It's what the brink of greatness is all about. It's a moment of truth. There are a lot of cool people on the planet. <laughs> there are a lot of interesting people. You, you just won't find them on the news cycle because the news and cool people don't mix, you see? They don't really, they're, uh, unless you go out and murder somebody, and Kevin, you, you have to admit this is true. Unless, you, unless it's rape, mayhem, murder, or something else, it, that's not what, you know, that's your news cycle, but I guess if that's what you call news, it's kind of demented, isn't it, from a point of looking at it that way, Kevin? I, I guess kind of. But yeah, I think of that. That's what the news is all about today. It's it's kind of what gets the most, you know, retweets or what gets the most action or people viewing it. But in reality, what really matters in life is kind of what Lisa is doing. I mean, there's people out there that are homeless. They don't believe in themselves anymore. And you have somebody that's compassionate enough to take some time <clears throat> to learn about that individual and do something about it to change their lives to make them a better person. So that's what I thought when I read this story was that she was out there helping somebody individually and changing their lives completely. And there are times when we have to go through it ourselves. We have to experience what that is, what that low is, what that high is, what that remarkable moment is for us to be able to have the compassion and the desire and the wherewithal to really see it through. Well, you're going to meet somebody unique today that I think is doing that on the front lines. I'd like you to meet Lisa Kirk. Uh, I think Lisa is a brain thinker. I think she is somebody uh, that uh, my guess is, and I haven't met her, as you, I'm meeting her for the first time as you are, friends, but is that she has a, a big heart, compassion, compassion. Compassion mm. is one of those things that uh, is a commonality of people that are on the brink. They're people that care about other people, people who care about um, 
the details, uh, care about humanity. Lisa, for you to get to that point of life, when I read your story, you've been through a lot. You've been through yeah. a very difficult upbringing uh, with your own dad and your own family and, and life growing up, as I remember reading in the backstory briefly. I don't know all the details, but I remember seeing that. And right. you, you've made some bad decisions in your life that, has ca- that ha- have caused you great grief. And you, you probably wish you could have those back. But you see, we can never have those decisions back because it's, it's called life and success only comes from failure. And we have exactly. to fail to succeed and everybody has to understand that. There's no recipe yeah. where you can go and buy that. You know, there's no Betty Crocker box that you buy <laughs> success and you put the ingredients together and there it is. I got it. So let's bring the story back to where you were, Lisa, at that moment of life and everything you've been through. Bring us to the point where you were at, where it all changed, please. What was going on? What was happening? Where was that moment? Okay. Um, So for me, it started, as you're saying, that my upbringing on the surface, our home life was perfect. Anybody who saw us, you know, we went to the right schools. We looked the part it was, it was ideal. And at home, it was totally different. My father, he, um, he was a very violent but successful alcoholic. And uh, he was also, you know, his, his whole life was, you know, it, 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 the alcohol controlled everything. I mean, when we were kids at Christmas, my dad would be in bed. We'd come and we'd open our gifts with him in bed because he'd either be drunk or hungover. Yet he could still get up, put on a suit, and play the part. And I've learned along the way that there are a lot of functional alcoholics that are like that. But now, now that I want to ask you something about this alcoholism because I want to mm-hmm. understand. I, I and I, and I want listeners to understand what that really means. This is important because there are a lot of people who may have conditions or problems and may not realize it. So let me ask you, what qualifies an alcoholic in the way that your dad was? So, for instance, Lisa, is this somebody who drinks in the morning and in the afternoon? And how much would one consume on a daily basis to be at the state of where your dad was? So he wouldn't drink in the morning. He'd take pills in the morning, and I don't know what those were, but they were they were something. And he would start drinking, you know, he'd have um, at work, you know, at lunch, and it was typical for a lot of businessmen at that time to do that. And then the minute he got home, he would start drinking, and he would sit in his chair, you know, he had this black leather chair that a lot of dads, I guess, did. But he would he would drink, and that's how we knew him. And did, did he I drink no beer? Bond. Did he drink wine, whiskey? What no, was he drinking? No, it was wine. wine. It was wine. It was a big jug of red wine. A, a bi- big, big now, hold on, jug. a big jug of red wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And how how yeah. much of this? Kind, when you say a jug, it's not a bottle. It's a jug. It's a. No, it's one of those big. I think it was you know just one of those big with a little round glass handle, kind of up by the neck. I think oh. I remember. And uh, that was his thing. He just drank wine, and it was from the time he got home. Uh-huh. And that was, you know, those were our evenings. That was our nighttime. And so how much would he just, consume in a night, Lisa? Pretty much the whole thing. And it was every night. This was just every how night. it went. Did, every it, single did, night. Did, did your dad, is he still with you, or has he passed away? No, he passed away, and he passed away in his early 60s. He had, my, my father was a type 2 diabetic. It was exacerbated by the alcoholism, and, and uh, he had a stroke, and that was it. 
So, now, his liver you know, must have been a mess. Oh, yeah. It was awful. It's, it's a wonder, I mean, a lot friend, of people like this die from cirrhosis of the liver. Right. No, no, no. His closest friend was his diabetes doctor. You have to understand that, wow. you know, the people that my father was friends with, they were all wealthy and they all, you know, a lot of more in politics, a lot, you know, these people, they all had their look good down to science. And, yeah. you know, it, it's funny because you see these people and, right. and they have, this is part of what I, what I, when I mentor now, I try to explain to other people that what you see on the surface, you right. know, somebody in a great suit and a crisp white shirt, the cleaner they are on the outside, I've learned that the messier they are on the you inside. You know, Lisa, it is so and, true, so true what you say. Listen here, it, it, this is really important. What you're explaining mm-hmm. right now is a big life lesson. I just want to take a moment on this because this is huge, this is big. A lot of times I hear people that say exactly what you just said. Or I hear people say, or Lisa, like something like this. They'll say, such and such, do you see the big, beautiful home? I mean, they're so successful, Lisa, because they live in a right. gorgeous mansion, Lisa. And they're having, right. and they got it all, Lisa. Come on, Lisa. Right. They got yeah. it all. Right. Look at them. It's perfect. Well, Lisa, and these people flawed. that live in this, all it means is they have larger mortgages and bills and headaches. And Most credit, of the, and is, not all yeah. the time. Now, not now. I'm not saying all the time. I'm saying some no, of the time. No, a good part right. of the time. So, it, looks are right. deceiving. What what we're trying to say here is this: looks Absolutely. are deceiving. And Absolutely, you have no idea what's below the surface. And the better a person can perform, you know, that's basically they're better actors. Is is all it is. It's and better. I've so, that. so you've got. So, all right. So, I like the idea that you have a handle on that. Now, you understand that. And I just right. want to circle one last point before we leave Dad a moment here, because this was your growing sure. up as you grew up all the way through. And and you know he was, what? Well, psychologically, do you mm-hmm. know? And you may not know the answer to this. Why was he drinking so much? How bad was his life? It was so good on the outside uh, to the public, but obviously something was eating him up. Potentially, what was going on right, on the inside right. of this man? So do you have any he- idea? Yeah, so he, um, uh, he's first generation from Greece, and uh, he, his mom, very, very, my grandmother was a very strong businesswoman. She, she was no-nonsense, she wasn't nurturing at all, and he was the younger brother, and his older brother was very successful and um, just, you know, did everything right. And my father, he felt, I think, deep down like a failure so he always had to put on airs it always had to be a show it always had to be and so that's where it started he's completely empty and and he you know he it it, it was really hard to watch you know because because um he could have been something really amazing lisa was he more attached to more tangible things was it about possessions and things and success and that kind of thing yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. He, that's all that mattered was, was what people had, Mm -hmm. what their position was in life and, um, their power. Those are the people he wanted to be around. And And that was, that was everything. And and none of that matters. I mean, truly and honestly, Mm -hmm. people, none of that matters. You know, for me to capture the moment of a day and to spend it with a loved one or to enjoy the simple things of life are so valuable and so much more important than the new car or the new possession or the new whatever. It just doesn't motivate me. And I don't Absolutely. want it to motivate you out there either. I, I, I just I think mm-hmm. it's important to focus on that. So, Lisa, 
Um, and, and, and the level that, you know, there's social drinkers and how much is too much and how much. Well, let me just ask you straight out. Just want, do you drink today? Do you have a glass of wine? No, no, I don't need it. I don't want it. And what does that's that mean you me. don't need it? Um, no, no, what, hold on well, a moment here. You don't need it. So do, do, yeah. you, do you ever drink it? Never at all? No, I don't. And for me, some people need to come home and unwind and have something sort of mark that moment. And I remember ah, I, see. I asked my husband, he doesn't drink either. And I asked him, I go, well, how do you, how do you unwind when you get home? What do you do? He goes, mm-hmm. I put my briefcase down. He goes, he goes, I'm home. I don't need anything. So to, you are thinking <laughs> that people do this as a Now let me, let me pause that thought one moment. I want to ask Kevin a question, Kevin, a sincere question. Do you have a glass of, will you drink? Do you have a glass of wine in the evening or anything like that? Or is that off limits for you? No, I don't. I haven't, uh, drank, I haven't drank anything since, uh, since high school when I was 17. So you don't ever have, now why is that, Kevin? Well, I think part of it is, you know, okay, part of my, I, I, I'm part of a church. That's just one of those things that I don't do. But I think when I was a teenager, you know, I did things that, you know, I probably wasn't uh, happy about. And one of those things is I started drinking and more of a socialization with other kids because we had just moved okay. to a new neighborhood and you wanted to be liked. And the way you got into mm-hmm. that crowd is you had to do the things they right. did. It's the same thing with drugs. the same thing with food. food. You see food. people with That's food right. and their addiction. addictions. People They're are like, addictions. you can't get addicted, but you can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's addictions. absolutely the same thing. And it's, it's going to fill up something right. and it's just you know and right. that's where it all starts all right all right well listen I, I i had to take this moment this is very unusual we did this but i had to take this moment and drill down it, I, and i it was important to do that because i want to understand so i get it now with your dad and what's going on was he ever yeah. abusive when he did that was he abusive oh he was he was verbally abusive for verbally. the most part or he was absent and absent. you know to have somebody there and to, still like to this day I try to think back on him fondly I forgive him but I don't have an attachment to my own dad and that's that's really sad you know that that you don't feel like he's you know the same way you would let's say about your mother or just that that bond did he physically abuse you not me it was my mother he physically abused your mom yeah it was toward the end and uh and so she she was done and that was it, but we didn't have the means to go anywhere. And so we lived upstairs in this large house and, um, my father lived downstairs. So it was pretty awkward until we had the money to leave. Lisa, is your mom still here with you today or she passed on? She is. She is. She is. And let me ask you, just roughly, how old is mom roughly? She's 76. Okay. And how long ago was it that dad uh, passed away, please? He passed away in when he was so he was fourteen years older. So it was he was in his sixties when he died. So so it's been yeah. a few years now. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It did did my, and um, they had been apart for a long time. So. I, I was going to say they had been apart. Okay, so it wasn't like yeah. he, she was with him to the very end or anything. No, no, okay. no, 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 not at all. Uh-uh. All right, all right. For, so. so so this is the life. So what what was it with that low moment there that was? I mean. How did, was, with everything you've been through, even mm-hmm. with your own relationships, was that yeah. the lowest moment, though? Oh, no. No, that's where it started. What the, what the thing is, is that when you're dealing with alcoholics, when you're dealing with, um, 
really dysfunctional people. And the word dysfunctional, it, you know, a lot of people kind of tune that out. It, it feels so clinical, but basically broken people is how I, how I describe it. When you're dealing with broken people, you know, that those are your first role models. And so this is how you form relationships. And these are your expectations. They come from the people around you. And so my expectations were, you know, for my friends, for, for my partner, anything, were really low. Like, they started at the level of my dad. And my self-worth, see, I, I understood that money was important, that status was important, and that, you know, that um, I had to accomplish all these physical things, you know, just for this greatness in my life. And I had zero self-esteem. I mean, if, if you, any person I saw, it didn't matter who they were, I always felt that they were somehow better or had a right to be here, and I didn't. And so that's where I started. That was my starting point. And it came from my home life. And this is how I went out into the world. And this is how I met people and approached everything. That somehow there was something broken or wrong with me and that everybody else had it figured out. It didn't matter. They just, they knew how to do it and I didn't. And so um, the turning point for me, I had a relationship and he was um, an alcoholic too, but he was a closeted drug addict. And, um, and you did not know working. that. You didn't know that. Mm-mm. No, not from the beginning, not at all. I was so naive. I mean, I knew about alcohol and I knew about pills and stuff, you know, from my dad. But like I said, on the surface, you know, we went to the right schools and, and we did the right things. And so I was I was really naive as far as like, you know, how how other than my home. how it Lisa, went. did you date this man yeah. or marry him? No, I dated him and I lived with him. And you lived with him. How I, long, Lisa? How long? Yes, for five years. Five and, years. And um, it was the last year that uh, everything just, you know, things are getting progressively worse. And the money, I would make really good money. And um, I'd make tips at this job that I had. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he would take all my money. It would be gone. Didn't matter how much I made, he'd take mm-hmm. it. And so one night, because I'd start hiding my tips, and one night I'd put it in my sock. So I could feel it if he tried to, you know, take it from me. I could wake up. And okay. he cut my sock off and pulled the money out that way and took off, and I didn't see him for days. So, you know, it was just this crazy, creepy, nobody-should-live-this-way life, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I kept thinking if I tried harder, that if I loved him more or if I did something more, if I made more money or if I tried harder i put all of it on well me. you were I trying to the, right you were trying to fix something that was probably unfixable because the man absolutely. had real problems so i want to ask right. you a couple of things here please and that is mm-hmm. uh so you're in this five-year relationship with this man he's stealing all your money he doesn't have a job i assume he's not working is that it no, he'd work from time to time. Time to but, time. Okay, you know, he was a freelance yeah, worker. Yeah, he had me to... All right. Yeah. yeah and was he was there. heavy into drugs. He was a drug addict, which you didn't know initially, but he was still the money to... Uh, right, right. To, to aid his, his drug thing. use. And he right. was an alcoholic as well, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so this... is Now, was he ever physically abusive to you? Oh, absolutely. He absolutely. was physically... So and now you was, are being physically abused. Right. And see, with that, it was always, it always, and and I fed into it, it was always something I had said or done or not done Mm -hmm. to provoke him. That was where it came from. So again, I kept thinking, 
okay, if I just try harder, if I just, you know, do this differently, if I love him more, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. Because part of all this you have to remember is when you have no self-esteem and you're broken like mm-hmm. I was, right. you know, your biggest fear is being abandoned because you're like, God, if this, you know, you pick the most garbage person, whether you realize it or not, somebody who is so broken on the inside and doesn't want to get better. Okay. Lisa, in that relationship now with this man that we're speaking about, uh, when was that moment? What was the pivotal moment when you knew you had to leave? When I was standing at the top of the stairs um, after we'd been evicted and um, I was standing at the top of the stairs of this house we were supposed to stay at and he hit me and I fell down the stairs and couldn't see and realized that this was just out of my control. This was never going to work. I thought I was going to die. I couldn't see. I was hit, punched straight in the face. And you see it all the time on TV. It's not like that in real life. And wow. he's strong. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was really scary okay so this was now a physical blow to your body uh to your mind your your consciousness everything this was it down the stairs and at that moment uh, there's the low moment of life right there so i just want to capture that just a moment because that's what happens that's what it takes sometimes we have to get to that lowest lowest point to realize that it's this isn't working i've got to do something different it's got to be better than this so friends let's do this what's remarkable so far to me personally is that uh it's almost like when you hear lisa speak she has figured a lot of this out it's almost like she's a psychologist a psychotherapist uh and maybe you've been taking some classes classes there i don't know but because you have figured it out but you have figured it out through life experiences and you have figured it out through your own ability to see right and wrong um and now where it goes from here i think will get even more interesting we'll pick that up friends with lisa kirk just after the pause here The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the New Era in Communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. We're back, friends, on the brink of greatness here. It's Malcolm Out Loud with Kevin Williams here. We are speaking. Our brink thinker today is Lisa Kirk. Uh, You can hear in our opening uh, segment here the... um, uh, her resourcefulness, her personality, but you can, it, it's amazing when you hear people speak, you can, I believe you can, you can sense their body language and who they are. And, and Lisa, you, you speak volumes when you talk. Um, you can hear so much with your words. They, they just, there's something about it. I mean, they can resonate in your mind. I mean, you can feel the passion. You can also feel the pain. And yeah. that, that's the energy. We all have an energy about us and it's the aura we put out. And so I appreciate you being so authentic as you are as a person. Uh, Thank you. My kind of people. That's how I am as well. Uh, this way we like to see everybody live their life in an authentic manner. 
Um, exactly. Because again, if we're going to have the path to success, if all of us, whatever that is, success is the moment we're living in right this moment of today, people. It's happiness. It's being who we are, what we are. It's enjoying every moment, making it the best you can be. That's what, that's what happiness is. That's what this whole thing about life should be for all of us. As human beings, we should strive for that moment of contentment, happy contentment. Where are we, right? What are we doing? Lisa, so you've now been punched in the face, for real. Right. You're down the stairs. You thought you were going to die. You couldn't see this abusive man you're with for all these years. This is after the abuse of your dad uh, and, right. and all of that. And now this is like full circle again for you, And except now you're being physically abused and in such a horrible way. So you're now at this moment. It's when things seem impossible. It's when you begin to question everything around you. When you're you're starting yeah. to do that, you're questioning everything. Like you're out, like you think you're out of your mind at that point. You know, it's it's the right. point of impact, obviously, and it's when everything seems a bit absurd before it gets really interesting, and you're able to see the sunlight again. Take us forward now. What happens from that moment of really being knocked on your ass down the stairs in the face? And this loser right. who is up the top of the stairs, this 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 loser. Right, right, and and uh, so I left, and my biggest thing that night was that I was really injured, and I had nowhere to go. I had friends, I had, but he was so unpredictable that nobody wanted to get, and I didn't want anybody in the middle of that because I didn't even know how he was going to react. But I left. And I slept in my car <laughs> and I was freezing that first night and I was scared and I was hurt. And the worst part for me was that I felt guilt that I'd left him with no money because I had, the mo I made the money and that I just took off like that. And I started to feel really worried. You like, felt guilty. Did you, right, did you right. need medical attention at that point? Or, or? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I didn't do anything. I just, I just left. That's it. That's how broken and messed up I was. I, I didn't feel it wasn't about me. It was like, as soon as I could think, and as soon as I was by myself, I was like, Oh my God, what have I done? What have I done? You know? And that was the moment for me. And I didn't see a future. I didn't see, but I had no clue where I was going to go. I didn't, it didn't occur to me that I was making the money, that I had the means to support myself. It didn't occur to me hmm. that, that I could build my future, that I didn't need somebody, you know, somebody living off of me and taking from me. I all of a sudden just felt completely like alone, just in the worst, the worst feeling of alone I'd ever been through. And this, living like this, you know, I continued working and I stayed like this until I finally met a friend. Now you have to understand that in order for somebody to see their worth or to, to change anything, you can read self-help books, you can go to therapists, but until you actually have somebody who can see you and understands you and who can mirror back what's inside of you, you have no hope of climbing out of this hole. Because again, I, I thought that all good things applied to others and didn't apply to me. The only thing I could think of were all my, my failings, like everything I'd done wrong. And, and that's, that was my starting point. So after, after I started healing inside and started learning how to speak, and what I mean by that is I was never able to say no. I was never allowed to tell people what I thought. I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. Okay, when you have a really broken person, they can't articulate anything, and you don't want to offend anyone. 
And so I started learning how to stand up for myself. And the people who knew me really well, it was surprising to them. And So they were seeing a new Lisa now. They were seeing a new Lisa. Absolutely. And Lisa, it sounds to me like before that, uh, there's this thing we always talk about on the brink about victim versus victor. And with everything you're saying and sizing up right now, you continued to play the victim role in every way you could, didn't you? Absolutely. And it wasn't it, it it wasn't even intentional. It's just I was, in my mind, garbage. I I deserved this and you know, like I said, if a bad person couldn't love me no matter how hard I tried, no matter how much I did, then there must be something really wrong with me. That's where I was coming from. And this is what I believe. Because you form your beliefs based on, you know, mm-hmm. Your your role models, your strongest people. Well, it's your upbringing. It's your upbringing. Absolutely. Right. 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 And so that's where where I Mm -hmm. I changed. And once I changed, there was no stopping. There was no stopping. Amazing. Yeah, you become Mm -hmm. uh, you become a whole different person. You're a force to be reckoned with now. Right. Uh, I became me. Me. And (laughs) I I had Uh, never been me before. I uh, I didn't exist. mm -hmm. It's uh, I was living in my mind, all anxiety and and fear. And I started living from my soul. And I started realizing that there's nobody like me. And there's nobody that can do the things I'm supposed to do and the gifts that I have. And I need to nurture those. And I have just as much of a right to be here. And I have just as much of a right to make my mark yeah. and to have a legacy. Yeah. So that's, that's well, what Well, here's what it is. It's, uh, it, it truly is important. Everyone knows it's self-confidence. Uh, but the ability for all of us to look in the mirror, and, and here's the deal with life. If we don't look in the mirror and like what we see, it's never going to work. We, we're, it's never going right. to work. We have got to like, in fact, we've got to love ourselves first. So if we're not, ha- so think, I want everybody to think about that, please. If we don't love ourselves, like, how's anyone else really going to appreciate and love us as well? Now, some people would think, well, that's conceited. It's not at all. It's confidence, no. confidence, right. and having the ability right. to know you're worthy. And I think it's important lesson for everybody, Lisa, to really get that and understand that it starts with you. Everything starts it with you. To. It's your life. Right. I read in your story. I want to read this to you. And I read this, and I captured the from the backstory. And I didn't know all your the details of the story. It's it's a it's a really fascinating story, and and it's unique in a lot of ways and I just felt you had more compassion and the little bit that I had read that Kevin had shared with me I just felt you had more compassion than someone I had ever uh, read before or no or met and I thought this is an interesting story Kevin I said you know it's very fascinating I want to read this paragraph to you that I read in your backstory and I it caught my attention out of everything and it says finally I met a guy who wanted to get to know me as a friend. He wasn't hidden on me. He didn't need the money. He was completely self-sufficient. He saw something in me. I'd never had anyone mirror back a positive image of me like this ever. I'd always looked at other people regardless of their position in life, and I assumed they looked down on me, that they could see that I was garbage. And I have to tell you, Lisa, that stopped me in my tracks. Yep. And I thought, wow. So yeah, I want to ask you about this man, this friend, this, uh, I met a guy. Who, who, this, this person you met, this guy you met, 
mm-hmm. may, who, 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 what, where, why? Is this someone you still know today? He's, yes, he's the one that helped me um, set today. up the call he's here today. today. This, yes. uh, I was wondering. I, I was really <laughs> wondering that. I, I, well, I didn't want to be presumptuous, Lisa. <laughs> Yeah, so, but I was hoping that was life. I was hoping that was the man. So it is, huh? Yeah, yeah, awesome. absolutely, absolutely, awesome. just amazing. Just honestly, like I feel that it was a gift that it was truly it, it saved my life meeting him. Yeah, but what made him so special? I mean, it's just there had to have been something about him that was totally different than anybody else. I know he made you feel better, and he and he always looked at the positive, but there must have been something about him that was just totally different than you had ever seen before. Yeah, I mean, he he doesn't need anybody to um, validate his existence. He mm, doesn't he mm, doesn't you know good. do anything for show. Everything about him is genuine. That's when good. he speaks, he's telling you the truth. Yeah, so, and so, he he just is he his his empathy is something I've never seen for other people and everything and i just was so drawn to that where did that come from is it like is he a a religious guy like he focuses on you know virtue and you know things and and sees the positive no matter what or no he just he's like that he's just like that naturally um he was a military guy Mm -hmm. and um there when you're around him you can tell the guy people are drawn to him because he he, anybody, doesn't matter what their politics or what their beliefs, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't judge anyone, he doesn't care, he, he, you don't have to, you know, try to get his approval, nothing, he's just mm. who he is. Wow. Wow. And, so, you're, and so, you're, so you're a lucky person. <laughs> I am so, you know, well, every night before well, we go to bed. Let me correct you both, you're both incorrect. <laughs> he's a lucky person to have Lisa We're both. Let me We're c- both so lucky. Could- I always tell him every night, I'm like, I can't believe how, how blessed we are, and I'm so grateful. I have, I'm how long so you been with for, uh, for How long have you been with Brian? So this is our 20th year. Get out so, of here. Get out no. of here. And you're still <laughs> no. talking like this? Yeah, yeah. He, he jokes around with me, and he says, you know, I'm your problem now. But this yeah. is a th- well. This is this is incredible. This is a love story. Yeah. Clearly, it is. It is. Lisa, I had no idea I, it was twenty years. Listening to this yeah. now, I thought maybe I. Uh, I thought you'd tell me two, three, maybe four years. No, 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 no. Years. This is our twentieth year. That's yeah, incredible. and he's and he's my partner in life. And with and I've I've never without him. I can't imagine where I'd be. Even in my mind, you could have mm. given me the world and I wouldn't be. Well, but, but let me, let me uh, phrase something with you though. I hear what you're saying, but he's also aware of who you are and your strength. And I'm not sure I totally agree with you. Wouldn't know where you're at. You have to, again, back to looking in the mirror and who you are. You are a powerhouse yourself to be reckoned with. <laughs> and you have to bring that much to the dance for him to see that. Because a quality yeah. person like that is not going to be with somebody who's not of that quality, number one. Okay? Right. So right. he's he going to figure it out. Me. So it's, yeah. it really takes two, love, to make this happen. It does. Yeah, to that degree. It does. And so does I wouldn't work. say you're lost without him. You're Lisa Kirk yourself. I mean, you're, you've got your own. You found who you are. You found. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't need anybody to I validate. Not, well, had, had I not met him, right? I don't think I would have had the same. Well, the same we don't path, know that. You know? But we don't know we that. Don't. But listen, we don't. You just said a moment ago, he doesn't need anybody or anything or anyone to validate him. Lisa. You need to say the same thing. You don't need anybody or anyone or anything to validate you. 
absolutely right. Absolutely. No, I am who I am. And I'm, you know, mm -hmm. I'm perfectly content. If I had to be by myself, I could be great. Mm -hmm. But when you have that person to share with and they're your partner and they don't, mm -hmm. they're not a parasite. They don't need anything from you and they compliment who you are. Nobody should own I believe, you. Nobody should own I you think, ever. Yeah. yeah I, I, I just think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I just think when you read this story, he is kind of part of that brink moment where that change took place in Lisa. Oh, yeah. That Absolutely. she realized that, guess what? I have self-worth, and actually I can go and help people. And that's when I read the story, help other people the yeah. way he had helped me. Well, let me just Absolutely. ask one question to that point, please, before we put that to rest. Mm -hmm. So when you met him, I need to understand, how much time mm -hmm. went by, Lisa, from... The moment you were punched in the face and were not down the stairs to the point you met this man, how, how long of time went by, please? It was a year until I started, you know, even thinking about, you know, I was still homeless and, and the whole thing, and then I met him. But was it a year till you a, met him? It was a year till you met yeah, him? Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to know. And so, right. yeah, and my, um, I, I, anybody, see, I wasn't even drawn or attracted to somebody who wasn't, who didn't, you know, who wasn't chaotic because it was so it, it just ingrained in who I was back then. You in know, that, in, in, in that my year's damage. time, in the year's time mm -hmm. that went by, how much growth on your own, I just want to understand, how much growth did you have as a person during that year specifically? Not as much um, in that year. It was more survival in that year. I was so focused on making money and not going back to my ex. Mm -hmm. That was the most significant, you know, not going back, not trying again, you know, apps, you know, just being done because mm -hmm. giving up is I'm a bitter ender. I, mm -hmm. I do everything all the way. And, okay. and so leaving was so huge. It was mostly just getting through each day during that time. Right. So, but when I met Brian, um, I didn't look at him as a potential partner at all. Because I, I, why would somebody like that want to be, because they, you know, I had nothing to offer him. He had everything he needed. And back then, that's how I viewed relationships was as, you know, sort of like you have to pay to play, thing, you know, that why would anybody choose me if they didn't need something? Because I was damaged. I didn't see love for what love was. Right. I thought that, you know, mm -hmm. and that was because I was broken. Yeah. And all of that changed. Well, it sounds yeah. like in some ways uh, you certainly met your match and you met, uh, I guess some people would call it even a soulmate, I guess, more or less. You know? Right. I mean, that's, that term right. is used. There's a lot of terms in there. I'm not an expert in that realm, but I know there are people listening who are far more experts in what we're speaking about right now than I am, frankly. Uh, I'm just... I'm kind of an expert in good people and I can tell good people when I see them and hear them and know them and, uh, and that's what I sense here so um, so now yeah. uh, what happens now in the next chapter of this story here so if everyone has this now from where we're at so it, it really is it's a it's a story that's the size of a mountain is what I would suggest to you out there it's it's this story is it's it's like the size of a mountain where you're climbing up the mountain and you've got the upbringing as a young child. And you have to remember, people, that as kids, 
that's that's going to shape who we are when we're four, five, six, seven, ten, twelve, fifteen. That shapes who we are as people. Right. So the kids are precious, and that's important that we all recognize um, that they become adults and who they are. But it's from their upbringing. And so with Lisa, she everything. Had, well, and with so with Lisa, she had this um, this. Uh, very difficult upbringing as she's climbing up that mountain again. And then she gets to a point where she gets into a relationship herself. And again, drugs and alcohol play a part of this story. These are people who are addicted. They're addictive personalities. They've got to have something. All of that is part of that mountain climb. And she gets to a point where she now is at the peak of the mountain. And just before she's there, she's punched in the face, knocked down the stairs, can't see, thinks she's going to die spends the night homeless in the car and at that point spends the next year healing trying to figure out her life to find out who she is what she is where she's going what's happening next and at that point you're really just near the mountaintop and have to figure out what's happening before you meet this gentleman and the interesting phrase and paragraph I read when Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of people who can maybe even relate to this when we don't have the self-esteem And we say, I'd always looked at other people, regardless of their position in life, and I assume they looked down on me, that they could see that I was garbage. And when you have that feeling, people out there, that you're garbage or anything like that, you're not going to magnet... Uh, you're not going to be a magnet to those other people. Remember, we hang with people that are of those peers. Good people hang with good people, positive people, positive people, people who want to succeed. That's important, too. Got to look around you. Look at the six or seven people you talk to on a regular basis and know who they are. Let's pick that up, friends, on the other side of the brink here. We're speaking to Lisa Kirk. It's a very interesting story. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older, until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. All right, we're back on the brink of greatness, friends, here today. We're speaking with Lisa Kirk. It is Malcolm Out Loud here with Kevin Williams. And uh, so let's talk about the last 20 years and what you're doing now, because as I understand, You've created a whole movement of people you're trying to help out on a Quora, a social media, which I, I'm fascinated. I don't know a lot about Quora. I mean, I've been there multiple times to check out, but it is it, it intrigues me, Lisa, uh, what goes on there with some of the uh, Q&A and things like that. But again, I'm no expert in yeah. it. I definitely want to know more about it. But let's start with the 20 years. Um, okay. What's happened? We, we, bring us through this, this whole episode as you go from a caterpillar to a butterfly here what happens please okay so um when i started to heal 
and I understand, but, you know, I started to understand how my view of myself was, was coming out of every pore, like, you know, just that I would act nervous around people. I, like I, like I was saying, I assumed that people could see inside of me and see my damage. I started looking around me as I started to heal and I noticed that a lot of people were acting the same way. And a lot of people were coming from the same, you know, the same place where I had been stuck and I wanted to help. And so, so what I would do in my city, there are tons of homeless people. We're one of, we have just thousands of them here. And now let's tell folks you're in the, let me just mention, you're in the urban area of Portland. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, you know, you've probably seen it. Well, I only years. mention that because a lot of these urban cities uh, on the West Coast are in trouble uh, for this reason that you're speaking right. about right now, Lisa. Go ahead. Right, right. And so um, I had started writing for Cora only recently about my experiences in the last few years. But prior to that, I had started noticing people in, you know, the homeless people. And when I'd be around these people, these were my people. I just wanted to be where they were. For some reason, that's where I felt really safe. Why were they your really... people? Why were they your people? Because they're completely forgotten. They're overlooked. They're they're labeled, they're, you know, as a group that they're just sort of throwaway people that they don't matter. And nobody sees that in each one of these people, you know, there's a soul, there's something incredible in each one of these people. And all it's going to take and all it does take is for one person to care enough and to extend friendship to any of these people. And for example, um, I would take the same route home every night and, and there's a, there are many bridges in my city and there's this one and at the foot of this bridge, there's this guy and he had a sign and he was, you know, he would always say, please help, homeless, please help, anything help. And so I went and I bought a journal it was a leather-bound journal, and I put a few bucks inside, and I just wrote, you know, I want you to know that you matter. And I passed it off to him one night. And a few nights later, as I was in my same position driving over the bridge, he handed it back to me, and he'd written inside of it a long, long thing to me. And he told me, he said that my words, he said, touched him, and he said he'd been, he'd been on the street since he was 13. He'd been doing heroin since he was 13. And that he'd been in and out of prison. He committed robberies. He, he, you know, was just, uh, he felt also like a broken garbage person. This was and that a nobody had ever soul. taken. Yeah. Totally broken soul. He was 50, in his 50s when I met him. Oh, my and, God. Um, wow. Yeah, and he was out there begging to support his habit. So this went on. I wrote back to him, and he ended the journal off. And this went on, you know, over the course of, I think it was weeks. That this went on. So wait a minute now. Finally, so so wait a minute now. So you write another message back to his message and hand the journal yeah. back to him. When you do yeah. that, do you put more money in there or no? Yes, I did. Yeah, yes, I, I, did. I figured you bucks. did. Just a few bucks. Because, How much? You know, it's just a few dollars. Just yeah. enough. It just enough. It was. I think it was like five bucks that I did. You know, it okay, was just right. more of a. Of How an many offer. times did that go on the back mm-hmm. and forth, roughly? Mm-hmm. Seven times, I think. Wow. Seven times total. All yeah. Right. All right. Now, and then... And I started looking forward wow. to it, because sometimes I wouldn't see him there, and mm-hmm. I would worry and wonder what happened to him, or did I offend him? Because the very first time I passed it off wow. to him, I didn't see him for a few nights, and I thought, oh my God, did I, did I overstep my boundaries, you know? And the story, his life, was just incredible that came out, and he was so honest with me. I'm a complete stranger, 
Mm-hmm. And he's telling me about his life. And he said that it just meant so much to him that I took a moment to, you know, and of course, at that point, I, I looked like I looked the part of a person that's all together, you know, the whole visual mm-hmm. thing like we right. talked about. So he doesn't know me from a golf ball. And he's assuming he doesn't know my history. So um, I finally I included my cell phone number so wow. that he could call me. Wow. And then we started talking and he said he was done. He didn't want to do this anymore, but he had no idea how to, how to make it change. So I got him into uh, a treatment clinic and um, so he could get treatment. And he wanted to get clean. Had he not, it never would have happened. Mm-hmm. So got him into treatment and he, um, he started going to treatment. He was doing really well outpatient. And you got to remember, he dropped out of school at 13. So he decided he wanted to be a drug and alcohol counselor. And he started taking classes. And I remember in the very beginning, he's, he's like, he'd go to the computer lab. He had no knowledge of how to format or how to, mm-hmm. you know, this is all totally, you know. So I got him a little uh, pad. He's still living, remember, underneath this bridge mm-hmm. the whole time this is happening right. while he's changing his life. Right. And, um, but he got clean. And it turned out he had a natural gift. He's a portrait artist. And he drew me this the most beautiful picture of Marilyn Monroe, just something just, you know, why Mar- I don't know. It mm-hmm. was just his gift. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so, so yeah, he's totally clean and sober. He's, he's in college. He's completing for his uh, certificate. It took a long time to get up to par. But he his life has completely changed. Lisa, what is his first somebody, name? His name's Jody, Jody. And I wrote about it on Cora. Okay. Yeah, I wrote, so you can read about that story uh, and see the art that he drew. Okay. Oh, it's all on court. Very good. So this is Jody. Yeah. And and yeah. how many years back, roughly, is this we're talking, please? So this is four years four that Jody. Years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's totally clean. He, he totally was taking. Um, yeah, yeah. And he had a think about a heroin habit since he was right. thirteen. And, and he's in his fifties, you said, right? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> yeah. but but he went to school and he wants to be a counselor now. You say. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. And now I really am. Uh, I'm really loving this idea now uh, of this journal. What I like is, I've often thought how how do we reach these people and connect and get through to them when we know a lot of them just need the right. Um, they need a window. They need the help forward. They need to know they matter. So right, you wrote the message right. up front to this man in the journal and told him he mm-hmm. mattered and gave me a few right. dollars and that blew away his his mind his life and changed, changed everything Somebody changed everything. Saw him. Yeah, yeah yeah and i'm just wondering now this is quite the concept have you done this journal since then have you ever done this again oh with yeah you have. that's how i do it with everybody now i oh, connect and if they're God. if they're ready then they'll continue the conversation or they'll you know so lisa or, how many journals have you i just roughly i just I'm, I'm really blown away here i i i truly am i did not get to this i did not know it was to this oh, level yeah. how many journals have you done roughly what are we talking 13 13 wow. because it takes a long time per person wow. and some yeah. of them will fail some of them think they're ready and they're not mm-hmm. some of them will relapse right. you know and uh Incredible. And here's the thing that I really want to emphasize, you know, because people look at them, they're like, okay, they're drug addicts, they're criminals, they're whatever. Right. And and what kills me is a person, what they've done, you know, up until the point when they're ready to change, you know, it, it's so hard that all of that drags them down. I mean, it's just this weight that they can't, because that's their label, that's their designation. And what I try to teach them when I mentor them is that that has nothing to do with who you are now. That, that's just your story. That, that's, your, that's your strength. 
And most people couldn't survive going through any of this. So, you know, if people are going to judge you, they've got their own stuff going on. Don't even listen to it. It's not important. You just keep going forward because, and, and I'm working on a book called Soul Forward that teaches people how to live who they truly are from the inside rather than in their mind that's just chaos and anxiety and fear mm-hmm. from who they are meant to be and, and yeah. their truth. And this, this changes everything when people recognize that they have a right to be here. Not only that, that they have an amazing gift to share, whatever that may be. But sometimes it takes years to figure out that gift. Okay. And that they don't need a crutch, you know, and people want to feel better. If you have a headache, you take an aspirin. When people are hurting and they're damaged, they seek anything, whether it's toxic people, drugs, doesn't matter. It's all to feel better. That's right. what it all comes down to. And all of these people matter. Yeah, there are horrible people out there that aren't ready and may never be ready. Right. But for the most part, there are some, every single well, person you see we have is an a individual. homeless epidemic in the nation, clearly. We have a That's homeless right. epidemic all over the world, and we certainly have it here in the U.S. And a lot of our right. urban cities uh, that are just, it's de- its devastated what's happening. And homeless is right. one of those things, it... it uh, it's one of a handful of topics that come up a fair amount on this Brink of Greatness uh, platform. It, it, it truly does. Lisa, uh, the, the journal concept has really hit me here in such a big way. I'm really thinking, my mind is moving here now on all kinds of things with what you told me here and shared with us. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, and truly is unbelievably um, a gift here. It, it, tell me now. This has almost become a business-like for you. I don't know, or, or not-for-profit, I should say, or not. No, no. I just volunteer so. my but time exactly, um, when exactly. I when I see a person. You're it mentoring people. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Right, and there I mm. found that there are two very mm-hmm. distinct, different homeless uh, cultures going on right now. Okay. There's some that are doing it because that's their thing. They're younger. You know, they do have somewhere to go, but this is this is their transitional period. Those aren't really the people that I work with. I'm working with the ones, the people that are that are genuinely lost that's and right. broken right. and damaged. Those are the ones that usually don't seek. They pull away. Well, okay, that's they, the, they, they I don't. think that's got to be the vast majority of them, I would imagine, that are in that right, category right. you're speaking about and, there, I would think, you know. Yeah, right, right. So. And that's why approaching somebody and letting right. them know, because you don't ever want to make them feel like you think you're better, or you're judging them, or, right. you know, pat on the head type thing, because, you know... And are you going to continue doing this, Lisa? Is this what you'll... Will you continue this with the journals? And oh, yeah, yeah. For the rest of my life. For the yeah, rest that's, of your I, life. All wow. I care about. Oh, I love it. That's is, all you care about. I love it. Uh, yeah, so listen, is, is other people. In the moments so. we have left, i got a couple things I want to cover with you before we run right out of time here. T- tell us, summarize for me, please, summary. Take a quick minute and tell us about Quora. Uh, what is, what, how, where, how, how do you do it? What, what do you, how, do, how does Anybody one can do Quora. It, it, they're questions that are posted and writers go in and they, and they're basically, their questions are writing prompts. And if you know the answer, you write and you build a following and, and uh, people, it, it's people who have knowledge of different things will contribute. So it's kind of a, in some ways, it's kind of a hidden gem, I guess, social media wise, you know, yeah, right? It is. I mean, it is. And, yeah. and you can learn things from people, you know, right. first person that you could never, unless you knew them personally, that you would never find out otherwise. Yeah, so yeah. like this I conversation we're having. I find out more. So. I want to talk to you. Uh, more uh, offline about Quora. Uh, off, I, I do want mm-hmm. to understand that it, it, um, I'm very intrigued with this uh, medium. And uh, I actually almost want to ask your help on that medium. Uh, I just feel like there's sure. something, yeah, there's something about it that is, um, 
I, I think know. you would do great if you wanted to contribute and write. You yeah, could reach there's a something huge, about it. I mean, it's intriguing. You, to me, it's a so. worldwide yeah. audience. You'll meet millions yeah. of people. I like it. I like it. Well, I like things like that. I'm very intrigued yeah. by it, and I almost want your guidance on it a little bit. It was an extra bonus sure. here when I seen what you were doing. Although I, like I said, don't know a lot about it, but I do like what I've seen, and it's uh, there's something about it that that hits me. Is all I can say to you, Lisa. I just absolutely adore you. Just adore you. Oh, you are you. truly a blessing and amazing. And um, what you. beautiful work you're doing out there, man. You are something else. Uh, uh, Thank just, you. Yeah. And the but, journal but thing. Ma- what? Yeah, yeah Kevin, but Ma- Malcolm, it's important to know that she, the journal thing is so important in terms oh, of the wow. communication and yeah. let them know how they, how she cares for them. But she just doesn't stop with the journal. She helps yeah. them with detox exactly. and also helps exactly. them get a job. And so it's like she's going to the ultimate distance of yeah. trying to turn these people's lives around to make them feel special again. Well, Kevin, that's and what that gets me. Fulfilling. That's what gets me, Kevin. I got to tell you, buddy, uh, what I really like about Lisa here is that she's just not talking about it, Kevin, or she's just not trying to raise money, but she's doing something about it. And she put her, her soul and her aspirations on the line to do it. In a way that I think is truly, I, I, I think it's a revolutionary idea to take the simple If everybody journals. did it, oh my if God. everybody did it, it would change the world. Oh I, mean, my God. I use my own money. Yeah. I, I, I take whatever money I would use to spend on yeah. other stuff you know, that I don't need, and I help. So, because I just feel that it, it matters so yeah. much. These people are lost, and they have well, no way... It's exactly. Of healing themselves. You're taking the money so. that you'd spend on the glass of wine and you're giving it to somebody to change their exactly. life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Exactly. I mean, think about it so, in those yeah. terms. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, all right. And these people, all it does is make the world right. stronger as opposed yeah. to, you know. So uh, at least I applaud you. I absolutely applaud you. Uh, so let me tell folks now, we will have the links to Quora to connect with Lisa, I assure you, on the platform, on this post here, friends. You'll find it at thebrinkofgreatness.com. Uh, of course, as you'll find a lot of great people and great stuff and work we're doing. Uh, I hope you have had a chance, and I hope you have as well, Lisa, Lisa to listen to other shows. and, and Love re- the work you're doing. Oh, very God important. You. And, le- and read very, some of the fabulous important. stories we're doing there. Yeah, it's a lift. It's an amazing body of work, and I'm, uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, Lisa, I, I, I love you as well. I want you to know oh, the work you're doing you out there. And, and uh, Brian, is. Uh, I feel that energy is really uh, remarkable. I applaud him. Uh, and all. We'll, we'll talk again. We'll talk offline. But just, just know that you're doing some amazing things. Friends, we'll put the connection points again right there at Brink of Greatness. And, of course, at America Out Loud. This show plays uh, every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, is the new live show, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear it anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. You can hear it on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Our apps on Android or Apple are the best way to get the latest. The brink of greatness can only happen when you're willing to push beyond the boundaries and limitations that are holding you back. What's holding you back, friends? Remember to take the next leap forward. Mm-hmm.